Good morning. I'd like to welcome you back to our third Anchored in the Word morning reflection for the new year, 2024. And this passage of scripture is a very rich and a very encouraging passage of scripture as we think about the character of God. And what I'd like to do now is I'd like to kind of move from the focus that we've had the last couple of week, uh, last couple of days, dealing with an emphasis on the greatness of God. And I want you to notice how David ref- refers to himself and to the people as he reflects on the very personal nature of God's greatness in his nature. And so I'm going to read again 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 9 through 15, and then we're going to look at this concept together again. It says, Then the people rejoiced, for that they offered willingly, because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, for ever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great, and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Now, I want to pause here for just a moment and and say, I want to focus on the next couple of things David says. He says, who am I and who is this people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. For we are strangers before thee and sojourners, as were all our fathers. Our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. Now, these pass- this passage, as I mentioned on Monday and yesterday, th- this passage really focuses in on the greatness of God. He talks about him being the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. But then I want you to notice how David begins to think of himself. And I think it's important for us to understand that he is really emphasizing that there's an aspect to God's nature that we just cannot fully comprehend. And that's why he's using the superlative. That's why he's uh, speaking in terms of the greatness, not just he's great or he's great like. He says he is the greatness. And then how do you describe the difference between, say, greatness and glory and majesty? What he's saying is that words don't adequately describe him. So he's saying that what we understand of the greatness of God is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just a piece of it. From that focus, David then begins to describe how he sees himself in, in, in before God and how, how the people see themselves before God. And he describes it this way. He says that riches and honor come from God. David was a very powerful man. He was a person who had a vast, uh, vast bit of material wealth. He was a powerful person. But he is saying, I believe, I'm convinced, I understand that everything that I have didn't come by my own might, but it came because God gave it to me. Or in verse 12, he also says, thou reignest over all. And by saying that, David is emphasizing that, yes, I am a king, but I'm a king who is answerable to you. 
you're the one who ultimately puts me in this position and you're the one that I'm answerable to. He, he really expounds that in the next couple of statements. He says, in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. David recognizes that it is the hand of God that anointed him. It's the hand of God that empowered him. It's the hand of God that preserved him. It's the hand of God that moved him into the position that he had. David understood all those things. He's expressing that. And so he's taking his his conviction on the greatness of God, and he's emphasizing how great he is by the superlatives and by the redundancies and by using words that are very similar. But then he's thinking about himself in the terms of the greatness of God. God, everything that I have is from you. God, the power that I have is from you. The strength that I have is from you. That's the idea. But then he gets even more personal. In verse 13, he says, Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and we praise thy glorious name. A a pondering on the nature of God and an understanding of his greatness and that actually gripping us and then us realizing how small and how insignificant we are and, and how, how short our lives are. We think about all those things and then we reflect on the greatness of God and our own limitations. We go, God, thank you that I get anything and thank you that I have any opportunity. And God, I want to praise you, not myself. That's the idea. He is expressing this wholehearted gratitude and kindness. And then in verse 14, he says, who am I? What is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly of the sort? He, he literally is saying that he views it as a privilege to be able to give to God. He, he doesn't feel entitled to the stuff that he has. He thinks that that it's actually a privilege to be able to take these resources and present them to God. And the reason is because he understands that all things come from God. And of his own, David has given it back to him. Sometimes we say this um, on Sunday when we talk about giving and we say, God, we are giving you back a portion of what you have given to us. We, we make a statement, something like that. The idea is that we recognize that what we're giving to God is something that it's already his. It's just that he's allowed us to handle it for a season and we're giving it back to him. And so David's understanding that, you know, I'm unworthy of all the kindness of God and the privilege of being able to contribute to this wonderful project of the building of the temple that will be taken on by my son. And then the last thing that he says in verse 15, he says, we're strangers before thee, sojourners, as were all of our fathers on their, uh, in our days on the earth or as a shadow, there is none abiding. David says, we recognize that this world is a temporary home. And we recognize that the time that we live here is like a shadow. We're here for a little while and then we're gone. It's like in James where he says that our life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while and then it vanishes away. Or Moses writes in the Psalms, he says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto knowledge. What's the point of all this? The point of all this is that if I understand God as he is, and I see myself properly before this great God, and I recognize how benevolent God has been to me, how kind, how merciful, how good he is, and how personal that is, the the, the proper response is humility, it's praise, and it's gratitude. And I want to encourage you this morning, let's be a people who are humble, who are grateful, 
and who are worshipers. And if we have a hard time doing that, it's because we are not seeing God as he is. And we are not seeing ourselves before him as we truly are. And so my encouragement to you this morning is let's meditate and reflect on and chew on the, the true nature of our God. And let's recognize how kind he's been to us. I hope this has been a challenge to you this morning. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll continue digging into this text of scripture. And I want us to look at some of the background that really helps us to appreciate how rich God's grace is and how beautifully this text of scripture demonstrates the riches of God's grace. Have a blessed morning and Lord willing, we'll meet again tomorrow. Bye now.